Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Round Peg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. This is Lorraine Ball. And Allison Carter. And today, we're going to talk about pictures. I'd rather talk about words. I know, you're a writer and you'd rather talk about words, but more and more, pictures are becoming part of the fabric of how we communicate. This is true, but even some primarily picture-based social media sites are bulking up the number of words that they're including with those pictures, like Pinterest. Like Pinterest. And we're going to start today with a little bit of conversation about their new product, the Rich Pins, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, for retail stores Mm -hmm. and for online stores, Mm -hmm. is a really exciting addition. Yeah. Previously on Pinterest, when you posted your picture, what you would also do is you could include, I believe, up to 500 characters of text. So you could tell people what was in the photo. Then, of course, if you clicked on it, most of the time it would take you through to another website. Not always, but that's usually how it worked. But about a month ago, Pinterest rolled out what are known as Rich Pins. And the really nice thing about Rich Pins is that you can connect sort of multiple images on Pinterest, not just in an album or a board on Pinterest, but you could actually tie these images together so that people can stay within Pinterest, they don't have to go to your website, but suddenly they can see the red coat and the blue coat and the gray coat coming up as one complete unit. Yeah, essentially what it allows you to do is it allows you to show different variations, among other things, it allows you to show different variations. So for instance, you can show red, the red coat and the blue coat and the gray coat, and people can click on that and not just go directly to your online store or not just go to that specific coat, but go to that coat in gray, in a size small, with all of the specific information that they were already looking for on that pin. And the advantage is that if you have this information on your website, you can actually bundle it inside the rich pin Mm -hmm. so that if you are running a sale, Mm -hmm. if you are changing sizes, Mm -hmm. obsoleting a product, or adding a new product to the line, when you make that change on your website, it automatically updates your record on Pinterest. And that's huge because it's so difficult when you run, especially if you're running a large e-commerce or a large retail operation of any kind, it's so difficult to keep that up to date. And People are going to say, well, I saw this product, we don't carry that anymore, or it's out, or it was last season, whatever the case may be. This way, it, it's much more intuitive, both for the user and for the community manager. And so I think I would love for business owners to hop on Pinterest and start looking for some of these rich pins. Right now, there are only a few categories where you can Mm -hmm. offer rich pins. Uh, Fashion, interior design. Another big one, especially on Pinterest, given its target audience, are recipes. So now, not only can you have the mouth-watering picture of the recipe and its name, but you can actually include all of the ingredients, the preparation, all of that. You can actually port it over directly from your site. But I do worry a little bit about that for food loggers and for recipes. Part of the challenge with that is if I can get all of my information on Pinterest, why would I come to your site? Yeah, and particularly for food bloggers, many of whom make their money um, based based off a couple of things, but one on display ads, and two, they tell advertisers and sponsored post people, you know, what their web traffic is. 
well, if they give away the, you know, if you give away the milk on Pinterest, why are they going to come by the cow? And so I think if you're in a product category where you're considering rich pins, I think you need to play with it, and I think you also need to carefully consider the implications. The other side of it that you need to keep in mind, with most plugins and integration for different social platforms, it's a relatively easy do-it-yourself kind of task. Mm -hmm. Embedding a rich pin requires a certain level of HTML expertise. Mm -hmm. And so before you take this on, make sure you read all the instructions. Yeah, it's nothing that's too daunting. It's nothing, you simply need to read the instructions. You know, it's like that IKEA piece of furniture. If you think you know what you're doing and you try to wing it, you're going to wind up with a huge mess. Just take the time to read through all of the instructions before you start. Take them step by step and you'll be fine. Okay, so let's switch over because Pinterest is not the only place where we're seeing sort of new image applications. That is correct. We are seeing new image applications, particularly with an expansion into video. You know, we had Vine come out, what, maybe three months ago? Somewhere in that vicinity, the short six-second videos that was produced by Twitter. And that was kind of fun. You could snap just a random little scene. I actually loved walking through art exhibits and getting mm -hmm. two or three, well, two seconds on a piece, two seconds on a piece, two seconds on a piece, and really giving people a flavor for the exhibit in six seconds. Exactly. It was the video equivalent of a tweet. And now Instagram, which is of course these days owned by Facebook, so we've got a little clash of the titans between Facebook and Twitter here, uh, Instagram came out with a new product called Instagram Video that is actually embedded and uh, involved directly within the Instagram app. It's not separate like Vine is from Twitter. And so I love that because I can be witnessing something, open up Instagram and decide on the fly, mm -hmm. is this a video or is this a photograph? Right, you simply, all hit, the same image. you simply hit one button to choose between whether it's a video or whether it's a photograph. There are some other significant differences between it and Vine. Well, one of the, the big ones is that 15 second, which I think is a great length. It is long enough to actually tell a story, but short enough that you're not going to start to bore your audience. Right, the limit on Instagram is 15 seconds, again, compared to Vine 6, so you've got almost three times as long. You know, I'm kind of of two minds about it. Vine, with its six seconds and the fact that all of the gifts, all of the images looped, all of the videos looped automatically, and the fact that they're on mute automatically on your feed, it really reminded me of a GIF, which is, of course, what we see being so popular on Tumblr, and if you pronounce it GIF, you're wrong. But... <laughs> That's really what Vine reminded me of more than, say, YouTube. But Instagram's kind of trying to find that happy medium. And um, I don't know. I think 15 seconds might be a little bit long. For certain audiences and certain applications, I think for some of the things that we were talking to clients about, maybe using Vine for a quick customer testimonial, mm -hmm. I think 15 seconds yep. is actually really nice for that. Mm -hmm. For a short message from a company about something that they're doing, again, I think 15 seconds is nice. For the more fun, playful, um, the Oreo cookie equivalent of a video, I think a six second vine is more than enough for them to tell their story, make a point, and let you move on. The thing about vine is because six seconds is so short, it almost had to be a, prim it had to be a primarily visual medium. 
there's not that much time to get out very many words. You might record a sound or something, but you can't say more than a sentence in six seconds. But with Instagram, there is there is a chance to expound a little bit, and so I think some of the emphasis has actually shifted away from the images and lets you almost take an easier way out. I think you don't have to be as creative with Instagram video as you've had to be with Vine. I've often heard people say, um, I didn't have enough time to write you a short note, so I wrote you a long letter. Oh, yes. Because being succinct is actually harder than rambling. Oh, so much harder. I would much rather write a a 500-word article than a 250-word article any day of the week. Because you really, just like with Vine, you really have to think about everything that goes and make really hard decisions about what goes and what stays. You have to pare things down to their most essential level. And Instagram makes it easier, which is really what Instagram's brand has all been about. Its core brand is about making photography easier, and actually we're seeing some of those same features that made the photography so popular ported over to the video version, which are namely the filters. So you can create special effects on the fly. Well, by special effects, we mean you can make it a slightly different color and make it look hipsterier. You can create some, some, some visual elements that make it look a little more interesting or a little more muddy if you put too many of them on at once. Well, you can only put one on um, at a time, and you do have a, a broad range from making it uh, sepia tone to making it black and white to just making it look really washed out and faded, etc., etc. So people do enjoy that. They can be put on on the fly. You can change them. It's very simple, very intuitive. It's something that everyone can use, and it does give them a distinct visual look. Of course, the distinctness is just like everyone else's distinct look. But, you know, for some people, that fits in with their brand. And I think the compatibility with Facebook. Yes. If you... If you've got a consumer product or service and you are already active on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram video makes a lot of sense. Well, what what you're talking about, if you just take a step back and explain, what you're saying is that Instagram video can be embedded and played from directly within um, Facebook. So similar to how a YouTube video, all you have to do is hit the little button and it'll play right from within your timeline. Instagram video is exactly the same way, but if someone shares a link, a link to a Vine video on Facebook, someone has to click on that, go to Vine, and watch the video there. So it is a much more seamless, because the two products work together. So I'm excited about the possibilities. I'm looking forward to seeing how different companies start taking advantage of this. Um, the third thing that has sort of popped up, and before I, we go to the product, I, I want to talk a little bit just about this article that I saw where they're really talking about how people are sometimes using fewer words to get their message across. You get a text message, what are you doing? Instead of typing, I'm sitting in a coffee shop waiting for you to show up, take a picture of the coffee shop with a clock in the background and text it back. And suddenly they're like, oh yeah, I was supposed to meet you there, and you don't even have to say it. But those kind of quick images, I, I get images from friends, uh, a friend at a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. She knows I like tomatoes. She simply took a picture, because I had been complaining that I hadn't seen the tomatoes yet, 
She simply took a photo of all the tomatoes at the Broderick mm -hmm. Farmer's Market and texted it to me. My mom gave me some asparagus that she had bought at a farmer's market, and I took a picture of what I made for dinner with it. So we really are almost, uh, in some ways, moving to a more wordless society. And it's it's strange because we're seeing this, you know, you talk about taking the picture and sending it to the cyber world. I've seen that some stores, I believe it was Nordstrom, they are actually now highlighting products in stores that are the most pinned on Pinterest. So if there's like a pair of shoes that have the most pins, they'll have a little plaque next to it and say Pinterest favorite. So, I mean, I think retailers and merchants are recognizing that these two things feed each other. This sort of rapid communication with photos, um, a lot of these images that go back and forth on text messages are disposable. When I take a photograph of the ice cream I had at the restaurant last night, mm -hmm. and I, I share it, it's of the moment. That's not a photograph that I'm going to keep mm -hmm. forever and ever as part of my memory of the evening. Mm -hmm. And so there's this disposable nature. And there is a new app. Snapchat. It's not actually all that new, but it's called Snapchat. And it essentially plays to this disposable Right. If you've heard of Snapchat, chances are you have heard of it as the, can I say sexting on the radio? You can say sexting on the okay. radio. Okay, it's the sexting app. Because basically what it lets you do is it lets you take a picture and send that to someone. But the thing is, the picture self-destructs. You can set how long before it self-destructs on the person's phone. It could be anywhere from one second to ten seconds. Nothing can be more than ten seconds. And let's say someone tries to take a screenshot. In most cases, I think there's been some controversy about whether or not they're changing this, but uh, Snapchat will notify you if a person tries to take a screenshot. So people felt a little bit more secure when sending their nudie photos. <laughs> you can also overlay text or doodle on it as well, So, but there must be a picture involved. So for people who are not using it for sexting, um, there are people who are not using it for sexting, at least our intern assures us that that is the case. What other kind of applications can you have for this Snapchat app? Where does it, where does it fit? And is there a business app for it? Well, right now it, it's a little tricky. It's, it's much like Facebook was in the early days. You can only send stuff and see stuff from people who you're connected with, who you're friends with. So as a business, I can't go and, and send stuff to people. They can't. I would have to set up a personal account. They would have to find ways to like me. Uh, there isn't really a, There's some group chats, but there's not really a mass feature. So it's not ready for prime time yet. But I think that there's some interesting ideas, particularly in experiential guerrilla marketing. I think it would be really fun to do a Snapchat scavenger hunt out and around the city, you know, it, it kind of gives it a nice covert spy feel to it because things self-destruct. Uh, I think that there's some fun potential there, but right now the reason that we're talking about it is you should know about these things because what's small and intimate and doesn't have a business application now could be Facebook in five years. Absolutely. It's also hugely popular among kids. And as a parent, you do need to be aware of it. And uh, there's actually a new version of the app called Snap Kids that came out within the past few weeks, and it has um, some very tight restrictions. Um, you actually can't send photos with it. You can just take it and edit them. Um, so it kind of it allows kids to use the app, but without uh, getting into too much trouble. That's for kids under 13. So bottom line is uh, lots of new things happening. 
with picture-in-picture uh, picture apps. And, you know, this is one of the things, when we first started this podcast, you know, we decided that we would switch to this format where we would talk about what was new. I wondered if we would have enough content, but I think that as long as we focus on social media, it seems like every few weeks somebody is doing something new. Well, you know, we did call the podcast more than a few words. Neither one of us are exactly uh, known for being shy and retired. <laughs> If you have enjoyed today's program, if you'd like to learn more about Rich Pins, Instagram video, or Snapchat, go to our blog. There are posts on all three of these topics. You can find that information along with a wealth of other things at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.